Welcome to Annersbrook Church. We hope this message empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annersbrook.co.nz for a service near you. ago, we heard an amazing, amazing message. On Mondays, we have our staff chapel. So nine o'clock, Monday mornings, we praise God together, and then we hear a devotional. And just really, again, stirring our hearts for the week that's to come, believing God for what is ahead. And um, the different staff have taken it, and, and just every time, a great, great word. And Monday, a week ago, I heard a word that really ties into, you know, when we're praying and believing, God, what are, what are you saying? What are you doing? I really felt like this was a message that people needed to hear in December. And and the reason is because if you think about the year to come, what are the possibilities? What could God do? What's possible? What does God want to, what doors does He want to open for you? What does He want to show you? I've seen God this year do quite amazing things, quite remarkable things, even in the midst of challenge, He's opened some doors for me that I just thought, I, Rebecca gave me a word at this, actually my birthday last year, wrote a card and wrote a word, felt God saying that he was going to open some doors and supernaturally some things, doors have been opening. And listen, God doesn't just want to do that for Graham. God, God loves you. God, God wants to show you. And, and so I heard this message Monday week ago and I just thought the church needs to hear this. And actually the person who brought it was the wonderful and the amazing Linda Eagle. Linda and Phil have been part of our church. In fact, I was saying in the first service, they were part of actually my youth leaders. And uh, and and so that means they're a little bit older, maybe a year older than me, I don't know. And uh, but these guys, I just wanna I just wanna say this that their faithfulness, their parenting, their marriage, who they are, their faith, they're just the most awesome people. And Linda's role on staff, she helps oversee all of our people pathways. She'll be the first face you'll probably see when you come into the offices if it's not her lunch break. But just who they are and what they carry is remarkable. And so I've asked her to bring this message. It's a 10-minute devotional, okay? And then on the end of it, I'm going to help wrap it up. And I, I won't be too long, I promise. All up, we won't be too long. But I really want, want to ask you to open your spirit and open your heart to think about what's possible for you, what God might want to be able to do next year. So everybody, let's put our hands together and welcome the amazing Linda Eagle. Morning. I don't think it's 10 minutes, so I'll lend you a couple at the end. Um, so I just want to ask you a question this morning. Think about it over the next few weeks. But I want to ask you, how's your footprint looking? There's so much talk these days about environmental issues and how we need to be reducing our carbon footprint so we can leave a better planet for generations. And I have to be honest, when it comes to environmental issues, I'm not that great. I, um, the biggest thing I struggle with is remembering to take my supermarket bags into the supermarket. My husband calls me the bag lady because if you open my boot, it is full of shopping bags. And that's shopping bags from every single supermarket. Because I have to take pack and save to pack and save, new world to new world. I can't cross-contaminate bags. <laughs> I know. Hmm. 
But all this environmental talk, it's actually got me thinking. If we only focus on a healthier, greener place, yes, it will make changes for future generations. But what we really, really need to focus on is increasing our heavenly footprint because that's what's really going to sustain the next generation. Our heavenly footprint, or for another word, our legacy, it's not a resume or a list of accomplishments. A legacy is the imprint you leave on the future. We all have a legacy, and we will leave our legacy either by default or design. Billy Graham once said, the greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. Legacy focuses on what will ensure. It's about passing on things of lasting value to generations that will live on after us. Legacy involves living intentionally and aiming to build into the next generations for their successes. There's so many scriptures that talk and instruct us about legacy and so many more that speak of legacies that have gone well before us. I love a simple and unassuming verse in Acts 9:36, and it just says, There was a believer in Joppa named Tabitha. She was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor. It's so simple, but it's such a beautiful thing for people to say about you. So Jesus left us an incredible legacy. He demonstrated the kingdom of God while he walked the earth was not only something to be admired, but something that we should all emulate. At funeral services, you want people to say great things about you when you're not here. You want them to talk about the legacy that you've left behind. So I want you to imagine for a moment that you're one of the disciples after Jesus had died. And think about what is it you'd say about Jesus. So when I did this at staff, we had a whiteboard and we did a bit of interaction, but that's not really possible today. So I've come up with some ideas. So Jesus, he's warm, he's accepting, creative, forgiving, available, gentle, patient, confident. John 1.14 says, So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. His kind, compassion, he is kind, compassionate, merciful, someone who would take time for others. Just read Matthew chapter 9. It talks of Jesus healing a paralyzed man, of him healing a woman with the issue of blood and the blind man. He could have walked on by, but he didn't. He inconvenienced himself for others. He's humble. Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. He's loving. Jesus' entire ministry was characterized by love and his greatest demonstration ever of that love was a sacrifice he made for each one of us. So all those things I've said, and there's so much more we could say, that is what we are. We are all a reflection of God's legacy because Christ lives in us. So that's what we should be emulating. And it's not just our legacy that's important too. We're in a privileged position where we can help other people change their legacy. We have people coming through our doors on a Sunday, people that we come across through work or wherever we go during the week. These people have come from years of generational abuse or dysfunction and all sorts of things. And we're in such a privileged position where we can speak into their lives and help them change their legacy for their communities, for their families, and for generations to come. 
And I just really want to say, I didn't say this in the nine o'clock, but I got this in the nine o'clock, so it might be for someone in this room, that it's not too late. If the footprint you're leaving is not what you want to leave, just change your shoes. Just change your mindset, change your thinking, change what you say, change who you're with, change what you watch, change what church you're going to if you have to. Just change things that you can make a change that will leave a legacy that you're proud of. So every one of us will leave a legacy, for good, bad or indifferent. We will all leave footprints behind us. Let's make them footprints that are a worthy reflection of who we were created to be. Wasn't that awesome? Okay. Like, roster her more. She speaks to time. It's great. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I was really challenged by that. Uh, P, where's PJ? Bro, good to have you here, eh? Good being down the city as well. So, um, but do you want to jump up and just do, play, play your magic, brother? Maybe not the BGs, but something else. But um, Queen, no, <laughs> maybe not Queen. <laughs> Somebody love anybody. I was really, cha- I was challenged massively by that, that message, as I'm sure you might be as well. Because um, all too often we're just, we're, we're just smashing through life. Jesus said in Mark chapter 8, uh, what was it going to profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? It's possible to live like that, that you've, you're collecting everything you thought was going to make you happy and fulfilled, but, but your soul, you know, what, ultimately to lose our soul, by the way, is to not know the Father, to not be in that, that relationship, but that purpose relationship as well. So when she shared it at staff, I had I'm quite a visual, imaginary. I'm quite a I'm that kind of way. You know, I, I see see things when they're spoken out. But I imagined the Abel Tasman, and right down the bays, you can see these beaches that, if you travel down by boat, that have literally early in the morning, the only thing you can see across them is a set of footprints, tourists maybe or whatever. But these footprints across the beach and this heavenly footprint. I thought about it, and I don't know if you've ever seen them, but you go up and you just try. Do you ever go up to Footprints and just imagine whose they were? Do you ever do that? I do. I just I'm, I think of who is this person, what size foot have they got? Oh, it's an 11. You know, <laughs> um, you know they've got a Nike logo, or, or is it just barefoot, or what is it? But I just always think, I wonder whose feet this, this, these came from. I wonder who belongs to this footprint. And I don't want to sound scientific because I like to leave that for Monday to Saturday, but but physics would tell us that to leave an imprint, a footprint, the thing that is stepping on the sand has got to weigh more than the sand itself. Of course, like truckloads of sand weigh a lot, but isn't it amazing that God would let you have like leave a signature? So I just, I just want to say this in conclusion to Linda's, by the way, amazing message. And you're amazing. Phil, you're amazing. Ruben, you are as well. Okay? Even if you get seasick. But I, I, yeah. <laughs> but I, just, I just want to say this. Um, some of us in 2021, so this is a message for 2021. How's your spiritual footprint going? How's your legacy? She's right. It's not too late 
think about what it's going to look like for 2021. What would you like to change in it? What would you like it to include? What would you like it to exclude? I'm going to tell you right now, the biggest, what's going to make the biggest difference to that is the weight you put on. Some of us need to put on some weight. It's the only time that sounds good, eh? Now, okay, what, how, do, how do you put on weight? I'm not a healthy expert either. But I'll tell you, most, most of the time it just happens like this. Bite by bite. Bit by bit. Some of us think our great spiritual transformation could happen in a flash, and it may do. But anyone who has had a moment with God like that to leave a spiritual legacy has had to step it out day after day. So I just want to ask you, what do you need a bite into to put on some spiritual weight so that 2021 you can leave a legacy? I just wrote a couple of things down. Maybe bite a bite of knowing Jesus a bit more. So what? You go to church. I mean, I hope it's positive for you. But let's just say this is not the end game. This is not the high goal. We're here to know Jesus. And to know anyone takes time. You know, one of the great ways of knowing Jesus a little bit more is just by letting him know you, really knowing where you're at. Um, some of us need to bite into renewing our mind because it just is chaotic and to some degree talks you out of that you ever would have a spiritual legacy or a spiritual footprint. But you do. Like Linda said, wasn't it, wasn't it challenging? You either leave it by default or design. So to do that, you got, some of us have got to take our thoughts a bit more captive. Got to stop just letting, like, it, you can't control every thought, but you can have a say on whether it plants like a seed and becomes something bigger. Some of us need to bite into prayer. Hey, when was the last time you took a spiritual retreat with your Savior? A couple of years ago, I started taking three or four hour windows just to go and pray. Well, it's all right for you, Graham. You're a pastor. No, it is not all right for me. I had to bend my flesh and will to get myself into a space where I'm going to give this morning or this afternoon to God and I'm going to ask Him what He wants to do. Oh, well, you can do it because of daytime work. Well, that probably is halfway true, but I've also got responsibility. Stuff still needs to get done. You're going to find any excuse you can when God actually, what He wants to do is bring a breakthrough to your life. And are you one prayer away? Have you prayed, God, what do you want to do next year? Got a new direction? How do you want it to look? Um, what about biting off, just choosing, meditating on God's Word? God's Word. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've got the Word of God in your life. You think about that Word. You honor that Word. You respect that Word. You, you're hungry for what He has to say. Biting off, continuing to believe. Another bite of faith. Believe you, God. Believe you for great things. I believe, I, that's why we need connect groups. We need good, encouraging people around us. Because sometimes we've got to encourage each other in our faith. And then finally, the bite of surrender. Just, just, a, just a bite of, I give my all to you. You can have it all, Lord. And do you know what you'll find when you start to do things like that? I know that sounds so simple but they'll start to create some weight in your life and you will leave a spiritual legacy. One last word to parents here. You can't leave the spiritual development of your kids up to your pastors. You can't. It, you've got to build a climate and an atmosphere at home 
in your car, in your lounge, in your conversations. You know, maybe, maybe this is, maybe Linda's message is actually a moment to go home and say, together as families, hey, what's the spiritual footprint we want to leave? Have you, have you found it awkward to talk about spiritual things at home? Use this as a platform to break that awkwardness. Just go home and say, we should talk about spiritual things. Don't worry about what you haven't talked about in the past. The past is the past. Think about the future. Think about what you want. Think about where you're going. And I want to finish right now by praying. That praying over us that God would do. That message is so powerful that God would actually let us leave a legacy of faith and character. Faith and character. Who you are becoming is more powerful than what you do. Listen, you can can earn all the money in the world I've talked to some very wealthy, wealthy, wealthy people. And guess what? At the end of all their earning, they're still human. And they still have human things that need to be met and they can only be met by God. And so let's pray that in 2021, we can take on spiritual weight and spiritual life. Shall we pray? Well, Father, we just thank you for the word this morning. We thank you for our time with you. It's been a wee bit different, but I just uh, love, Lord, that you're here and you're speaking to us. Father, I just pray for people right now. Just come and meet. Just come and meet us where we're at. God is so good. He he won't actually put on us what is designed for someone else. I just pray, Lord, there'd be a drawing near to you. I pray that there would be such a opening of eyes. I pray we'd be spiritual people as much as any other kind of people, acknowledging God that you've made us body, soul, and spirit. And I pray there'd just be no more light footing, no more no man's land, no more hanging out in the shallow end, but you'd, like that message, you'd take us deeper, God, and there would be a legacy. And I just pray you begin over the next days, weeks, and months. That's my prayer. Days, weeks, and months, speaking to people, about the legacy, about what they're leaving, about the impact of their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just with eyes closed and our heads bowed for a moment, if you're here today, you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've never heard that He was sent by God, not an accident. He wasn't a random human that just said really spiritual things. Bible teaches that He was sent and that He was sent as the rescue mission. When He became human, with both divine uh, connection and earthly connection, uh, Son of God, Son of Man. It meant that He became the antidote to human need. Sin. Sin separates us from God. Sin blocks the way. Sin is what we're all born with. We're born into it. It's like a system. Think of it like a system. Think of it like a culture. And, and, And sin blinds our eyes to the fact that, you know, there could be another way. Let me tell you, there is another way. And He's the only way, and His name's Jesus. And that death upon the cross that we celebrate at different times of our calendar year, that meant something. His blood was poured out, and that was the agreement between heaven and earth that in His blood, we would, mankind would find forgiveness and redemption. Forgiveness for any participation we have had in wrong things, in sin, whatever it might be, but also remedy redemption from this culture, the system of sin. And anyone who receives believes and receives God's free gift of salvation, the Bible says is saved. And and you might be here this morning and you have not done that. 
You might be here this morning and you've sat kind of on the edge. You've never really dived into His grace and His love. And let me just tell you, let me, let me compel you to receive today, to put your faith in Jesus. He loves you. He, he knows who you are. And He's just waiting for your invitation. And I'm going to pray a prayer that simply is an invitation and, a, and an initiation really of faith, okay? I'm going to pray it line by line and I'm going to ask you to follow it. In fact, I'm going to ask everyone here to follow it line by line. And then if, you, if you're in this place, you've never done that, I want you to pray it with all of your heart and I'm going to believe that God activates and breathes on something in your heart. Your heart is going to come alive like never ever before. You're going to know what it's like to be forgiven and made whole in Him. And so let's pray this, okay? Pray it after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank You today for Jesus who upon the cross gave His life so I could be free, free from sin, free from what is broken in the world. And You would reconcile me to Yourself. I thank You it's Your doing I receive it today. I believe and receive your gift of salvation. Thank you for it. Protect it in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody. Let's put our hands together for anyone who did that. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what your next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at annisbrook.co.nz or visit our website, annisbrook.co.nz.